cliffcentral.com. It is time for It's Going to Be Okay with Dr. Hanan Bushkin, who's a renowned psychologist. He's head of the Anxiety and Trauma Clinic in Johannesburg. He joins us this morning um, live from his house and his practice. And uh, hey, Dr. Hanan, how are you? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. You have a good long weekend. Yeah, it's, uh, it's always uh, very difficult to start off on Monday after a long weekend. It's like the engine needs a bit of a restart. I'm glad you said it because that's exactly how I'm feeling this morning, and I think all of us are. So we just got to get ourselves in gear and, and, and start the day properly. Well, one of, the reasons we like talk, one of the reasons we like talking to you on a Monday is it helps us to just balance the humors in our head and hopefully be able to, um, to start with the right attitude and, and, and hopefully figure out through other people's stories and other people's issues whether we're moving forward or not. We urge you, if you've got some kind of um, situation, whether it's at work or at home or in a relationship or with a friend, whatever it is, if you're going through something and you want a bit of, um, of, of professional uh, advice and maybe an intervention even from Dr. Hanan that you send us an email uh, to contact at cliffcentral.com, we'd love to hear from you. And we may be able to help you. You can't do all these things on your own. Sometimes you do need to call in the pros. So this morning, um, I received an email from Liesl. Uh, it was about this horrible story of the, the Dickerson children who were murdered by their own mother. And I'm sure that you, you know the story, Dr. Hanan. It's been in the news. Um, it's a really, really difficult thing for a lot of people to swallow. And I thought this morning, because it's so disturbing, there are probably some stories and some issues that we need to discuss. In fact, Liesl in her email asked that we specifically bring it up with you this morning. So let me just read her email. She says, the parents were doctors at the hospital I work at. A few weeks ago, we received the email that after a long prolonged process, their visas had finally come through and that they'll be emigrating to New Zealand. The father is an orthopedic surgeon. He was a really kind and really nice guy. Um, the three kids were at our pediatric practice. It took a long time uh, for the mom to fall pregnant with their oldest daughter. We're all shocked. How could this have happened? How could a mom go from one child to the next, strangling them with cable ties after she wanted them so badly? Having restrained many children before for painful procedures, because Liesl's a doctor too, I know how strong they can be and how hard they'll fight back. It is unthinkable. I've spent many nights lying awake trying to make sense of this. My heart goes out to the dad, having gone through the whole process of immigration only to have lost everything. Even though my brain knows that she must have had a psychotic episode where contact with reality was lost, the pediatrician and mom inside of me struggles to understand this. So, I mean, when things like this happen, Dr. Hanan, and particularly where we've got, um, you know, such a, such a difficult situation for so many people to deal with in the world as it is at the moment, there, there must be some general advice you can give us, and then maybe you want to comment on what can happen and how these things go so horribly wrong. Sure. There's so many elements to this tragic story. Um, the, I was reading some of the, some of the background information the, on, um, on this mother, Lauren, and uh, the Pandish was having a psychotic episode where she, uh, it's defined by a kind of a detachment from reality hmm. Um Postpartum blues is very different to postpartum depression and it's very different to postpartum psychosis. Kind of the intensity grows and she was having a postpartum psychosis apparently or there were also uh, stories about her 
being off the medication of her. She was on chronic medication, which she apparently couldn't declare because of the immigration policies. And uh, it just shows if that's the case, it just shows how dangerous it is to get off or change your medication without proper medical guidance because it can trigger off some really manic episodes or psychotic episodes. So people that think that they're on chronic medication and they can manage this thing on their own, um, let this be kind of an anecdotal message to you that you shouldn't. You shouldn't Mm -hmm. because it can actually cause some really severe consequences. So the the reason why she did it, who knows, and you know, and I was uh, I was online. I was reading a couple of stories because actually I didn't follow the story uh, closely yeah. at the beginning. And um, online social media, the, the media is so funny. You know, it goes. There's so many articles. Of how do you, you know, ten ways to tell your mom is a killer, mm. or ten, you know, fifteen ways to tell your mother <laughs> is a murderer, which is just so silly. Yeah. It's just so silly. Suddenly we're looking for signs and symptoms that this mother is a murderer and this mother is a killer, which is just ridiculous. This wasn't a, one of these typical stories of an evil person. And even though that might seem, and it is an evil thing to do this, she didn't have a history of that. She had a psychotic and it's not an excuse, no, sure. uh, but she had a psychotic breakdown. And uh, what's also very interesting guys is that I read an article where her husband says, I forgive her. Now it's time for you to forgive her too, which was kind of interesting. How does, how does a father that's just lost three of his children to the murder by the mother sure. just a couple of weeks later forgive the mother? It's, it's, it, that is, if anything, I'd love to interview him to see mm-hmm. how he goes from, you know, I lost my children to I forgive the murder of my children. Doesn't matter what the reasons are. He says his life will change forever, which is quite, quite true. But how does he go to forgiveness so quickly? It can't be an emotional forgiveness. It's got to be firstly an intellectual forgiveness, but that would be an interesting thing. But I guess the the takeaway from this is that these things, uh, getting off your medication and not being accurately diagnosed and making sure that you're on the right medication is not a joke. You should take it seriously. Um, And as I said, if you're on any medication, make sure that it's managed by a doctor. And evil comes in many different sizes and shapes, um, and it can come out of nowhere. You can have the perfect neighborhood mom that a a minute later does something as tragic as this. You know, people think evil is like, you know, the – the, the, you know, the a guy that looks like Joker, like the Joker from the Batman movies, that's yeah. evil or evil has a certain face uh, or a mental disorder has a certain face. But what you actually realize very quickly that it comes in all different fa- uh, shapes and sizes. It's a horrific thing for many of us to deal with because we, we imagine that the, the, the bond between a mother and her kids is probably the strongest bond that any human being can have. And you think about how how unstable the mind can become and how derailed some people are mentally. Um, because for that to happen, th- there needs to be so much stuff going on in her head. And she can't see the wood for the trees, right? And And as you say, this medication is such an important part of it. And if you're on medication... You know, you, this is why you're on it, and it requires a, a, a psychiatrist and a prescription and all of that stuff. The best thing to do is to just do exactly what your doctor says, or things can get very badly um, 
very, very they can go very badly. They can get very wrong very, very quickly. You know, Gareth, the, the mind I always advocate is such a powerful little machine. Uh, it can work out incredible calculations and it can adapt to so many different scenarios and environments. But think about how fragile the mind is. I can give you five milligrams of, I don't know, psychedelic or uh, some form of recreational drug and completely change your character mm. in a minute, mm -hmm. in a minute. Mm -hmm. I can make you go from a complete introvert to a complete extrovert in a minute. I can make you go from a complete non-imaginative creative person to the most creative person that you've ever experienced yourself to be in a minute. These chemicals, we can put chemicals in our system that change us in a minute and don't even like look far. I mean, I can, you can drink a, you know, I don't know, 10 shots of, of, of alcohol or vodka and it changes who you are. Yeah. And that you can do in a minute. So um, yeah, the, the mind can really, really shift perspective and angle and perception very quickly. That's why there's these medications. They're not, yeah, you shouldn't take them lightly. Certainly these chronic ones for sure. And as you say, evil doesn't always make itself known. I mean, it doesn't look the same. It's, it's, it's a complicated thing. And when, when someone behaves in an evil way, they might not have been an evil person up to that moment. They might have always been someone who was exactly the opposite, right? Completely. You, oh, completely. It you, you, you can't, you can't bargain on these things. You know, you don't know whether someone's got an, a, an evil streak in them that they would kill their own three children or not until it happens. That's why you always, For sure. in the interviews, you always see these people going, she was such a nice person. She was, <laughs> she was always very dutiful and made sure her rubbish was out in the mornings at the right time. And she always uh, gave her kids sandwiches for school. And, you know, she seems like she was a very smiley, happy person. And then, boom, everybody goes, oh, my God, I can't believe she would do that. For sure. And, by the way, th that happens a lot more often then, oh, this person has been evil since he was, you know, four years old. And now suddenly he's 40 and he's just, he's always been an ugly or an evil person. Mm. So that's, that's anecdotal. The real, the, the reality is that is exactly what you said. She was such a nice neighbor. She was such a nice friend. She yeah. was such a nice, you know, my children used to go to school together and we used to see her every morning and we used to share a cup of coffee, a brief greeting. And she was always, and the husband would say the same thing. Yeah. And in this case, it's exactly the same thing. So it wasn't even hidden. Yeah. It wasn't even hidden from, you know, from public view. It, it, this was who she was. And I hear this a lot where even, you know, we see this in, with suicides mm. uh, and severe mental illnesses, you know, where people go, I can't believe he did that. Or I can't believe she did that. She was always so happy. And I'm sure you've seen the memes of like, uh, you know, uh, Robin Williams, like mm. smile and it goes, depression looks like this. Yeah. And you see people smiling and you see people happy and you see people jovial and going around and socializing. Sure. And th that's depression too. You know, sometimes people hide their, their true, not sometimes, most times people hide their true feelings on the inside just to not be judged by the outside. So that happens a lot for sure. So, Dr. Hanan, my, my question, and uh, like, like reading highlights of what happened, the, the, this tragedy, is that, you know, in this day and age where social media is only showing, showing us what we want to see, right? It's like, how do, you, how do we let people know that people are capable of anything? Because <laughs> as horrible as this is, is human beings are capable of this. I mean, the Greeks back in the day would go and watch um, sort of tragedies 
right? And it became a thing was, and it was supposed by the philosophers that it was an, a part of the sort of civilizing process to see what human beings are capable of through that fourth wall. But now that's happening less and less. It's like, whilst this is absolutely tragic, is like people are capable of this and we, we've got to be okay with that. And I know that's a horrible thing to say, probably directly to the family, but people are capable of this. Is but how do we tell people? Hang that on, now, are you are crashed? you saying are you saying that we don't see as much of it as back in the days, and they put on a tragedy? I'd say we say more. We see more of it today because of social media, because the news is so ubiquitous. We're probably exposed to, and people love a a, a really gory, grisly, nasty, dramatic story. We we probably are drawn to that. We know bad news sells. So are you saying it's more or it's less of a problem now? I, I think, I think the world has become more comfortable so much so that we are uh, directly exposed number one to less violence. So we're less aware of how people, what people are capable of back in the day. If you go back a thousand years, you know, very well, Gareth in history is that violence was around every bloody corner. Yeah. So it's less shocking when this type of thing happens a thousand years what, ago. What do you say now, to that, Dr. Fernand? So you know, like it's it's a really good question, and I'm not and I'm not too sure whether it's psychologically healthy to assume. And by the way, just the, the fact that it's that human beings are capable of this—that's a fact. Obviously, I mean, just turn on social media, you'll see what people are capable of. But I'm not too sure if it's psychologically healthy for us to go around thinking that every human being is capable of that, because mm-hmm. then we're always going to be anxious and on guard all the time. Mm-hmm. And whilst that might keep us safe because we always are very judgmental and every single person around us, I'm not, I'm, I'm, yeah, I think that would be a disaster. If I had to walk around thinking that the person, the Uber driver could kill me at any moment and, you know, the, the patient that I see every day could kill me every moment and Mm-mm. my, kind of my like brother's it. wife could hurt me, you know, if I turn my back, it, it, I'm not too sure if I'd be able to live my life in peace. So, Whilst that might be the case that people are capable, our brain likes to create some level of even false safety just to be able to cope through throughout the day. Yeah, Leanne, you wanted to ask something? Yeah, for me, what's um, the, the question now is how, how do you meet our punishment to a woman in this situation? Sure. You know, how do you even just come to any, any kind of decision? without having a professional um, psychiatrist and psychologist with you in making this decision on what punishment she should receive. Because sometimes that's completely overlooked and it's an immediate death sentence if it's in the States. Um, It's, yeah, Yeah. do you put this woman behind bars for the rest of her life because of a psychotic episode? Yeah, you know, yeah, and it is it is very difficult. And what I would ask, you know, like the community as a uh, community is out, you know, with their pitchforks and torches, trying to obviously, I mean, this woman must get the death penalty. At least that's what I see in the social media, or at least life in prison. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of the 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 narrative, the dominant narrative. Just you know, burn this woman at the stake. And I would just urge everybody to just wait and just hold back judgment. And I know that is even such a difficult thing to say, as even as a parent, because I'm not too sure if I would be as forgiving if that had happened to me as her husband is. But I really urge people to just hold back judgment before we know what the story is. Um, of course, there's never 
an excuse for such an event. Not sure. But the reasons might just um, might illuminate the, why this happened and how we can prevent this from happening to other people. So we, before we burn her to stake, because remember, there's another victim here, and that is the husband. Sure. Uh, the pain that he must be going through is, is unimaginable. I mean, we can't put a number on no. that one. And if he is really asking for forgiveness, for everybody to forgive her, then we are, who are we to really judge? Really? Well, really. I mean, there, there are a couple of questions that, um, that are coming up now in the comments. And, and someone says here, for example, does the, the immigration law that forces people to not be on meds in order to be able to yes, immigrate or immigrate, does that have some part to play in this? Because if she came off the medication so that they could emigrate into New Zealand, is New Zealand not also culpable in some way for making people come off of these meds by making it difficult for people to just travel across, you know, across borders if they, if they want to move to a country without declaring whatever their, their mental health conditions may be or the chronic medications that they're on may be. Um, and then is, is the husband not also forgiving her is one of the comments because he might have had a role in helping her come off the medication and feels like, you know, he's partly responsible. We don't know, right, Dr. Hanan? We don't know those things. Exactly. 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 So, as I said, we just got to hold back judgment. And, you know, the other thing, I know we don't have time to talk about it, but this is labeled, you go on the news and it's labeled South African woman, South African mm-hmm. woman, South African woman. And it's such a tragedy for South African people generally because it's like, it's not just a psychotic woman loses her mind yeah. and murders her children. A South African woman, it's like the South African variant of the virus that we had, and suddenly yeah. South Africa was labeled, which is just also just a tragedy. Uh, yeah. Demonizing so, yeah, us. there's so many angles here, for sure. Come sure, come sure, for sure, for sure, 100%. Well, I don't know if we're going to be able to solve this, but I think your advice that we should just um, lay off the judgment for a little bit and let's see what actually happens here. The people closest to this are the ones who, who, who will know a lot more than any of us passes by who happen to be reading a news story and have strong opinions, you know. Let's let's just yeah. ho- just hold off for a little bit because what the hell is it to Absolutely. you? Uh, if you're the, if you're this poor man who's lost his whole family and now his wife's in jail, imagine how he feels before you worry about how your opinion has Absolutely. a role to play. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the key. All right. Well, that's a heavy one for this week. But if you've got something, um, even something that's just a a small niggling issue that you want to sort out, we can um, put Dr. Hanan to work on that. You can just let us know. Send us an email, contact at cliffcentral.com, and maybe he can help you to resolve some sort of situation that you're dealing with at the moment with a coworker, a friend. Uh, someone you're in a relationship with. There may be all kinds of things that we can uh, put into play to help you deal with your own situations. Let us know. Dr. Hanan, always good to see you. Thank you. Nice to see you guys. Very good. Um, and uh, Dr. Hanan Bushkin is a regular on a Monday on cliffcentral.com. Also, if um, <laughs> if you haven't heard him before, he's, uh, he's, become, he's become quite, uh, I think, probably our most popular thing in the week now. We've got so many emails from people who just want to hear from him and want to talk to him and have him figure out things that they're dealing with in their own life. And believe it or not, even those of, of us who think we've got it all under control, sometimes good to hear Dr. Hanan just bring it all into, into perspective for us. Cliffcentral.com.